Sunday for me. It is, so I guess it's January 31st. Um, I'm going to be trying to post this tomorrow. I need to get on a more consistent schedule. I definitely try to do it between Sunday and Wednesday every week. Um, but you know, you know, uh, things happen. And, uh, if, if I don't get to do it, I also like to believe that other people are understanding because we all live lives and, that it's probably not the end of the world. It is, however, Mercury retrograde and a new full moon. And I am, of course, driving around again. Driving around. It's just easier to record when I'm driving around. I think that my brain works better that way. To have that kind of, you know, just, oh, I'm thinking of whatever kind of um, thought process, and I, I, I have to be, well, what were, the, were those, those blah, were those words, what happens, what happens to my words when that happens, um, I just, uh, I'm, I feel like my, my thoughts work better, though apparently my words don't, so that wasn't a good way to try and showcase that, huh, um, I especially like driving around familiar routes so that I don't feel any, oh no, where am I going, uh, kind of panic, and what, I mean, what isn't better than just driving around? I love it. I love being in my car. I love being in my car and driving around and just getting out of my house for a little bit. I get to be alone in my car and that is nice. Anybody else in this pandemic feeling that? Because I think that that is a very real feeling, especially if you are all doing all of your endeavors at home. My partner's at school and works, you know, does all of his stuff at home. He's got virtual schooling. My daughter's doing virtual schooling. And now, now it's time for me and my update. I did it. I have published my book. It is not available yet. It should be available in the next 48 hours. It's called The Things You Can't Control. I wrote everything in it, <laughs> including my, um... My, I even like modified parts on the copyright page <laughs> and I, I designed the cover and I, I designed the spine and I formatted it all and I formatted all the book. Though I will say that there are some frustrations I have with KDP print because as I was going through, um, it changes the formatting and... I've always wondered that with books that are self-published. I've always been like, how did they just miss this line? Or how did they just add this extra space here? And now I know that maybe they didn't. Maybe their Word doc actually has everything pristine. And it's just something in formatting that I cannot change because it is on KDP print and I don't know how to change that. Um, not that I don't know. It's just that there's not a way. Like, there's just really not a way to go, it'll say like, well, it changed the formatting on your Word doc. And it's like, well, those spaces and line breaks aren't there in my Word doc. So where are they coming from? Um, but I also decided that that's kind of the charm, don't you think? I think that might be 
part of the charm of doing a book yourself. It's one of my favorite things about zines even. It's like, you know what? Like I'm gonna, I'm gluing this stuff onto a piece of paper and I'm making copies of it. And yeah, there's gonna be some stuff that doesn't show up very well. And there's gonna be some stuff that looks a little messy. And maybe I had to fix something by cutting out another word and printing it out and gluing it on top of this word and then making that copy because I couldn't redo the entire page once I had already glued stuff down. Um, and that's, that's what I think is part of the charm of it all. And so I'm hoping that that's kind of how other people might see this book or this project. It's just that, look, there's some mistakes here. Um, I did my absolute darndest to try and make sure that there weren't any, but there were some. And if they're there, that's okay, because ultimately, what I'm showing off is my writing, maybe my digital art a little bit, maybe my hand, hand lettering a little bit, but I'm just so proud that it's done and it's out. I think I said this before on a previous episode, but that I, uh, oh, I'm here to do something and I, I can't do the thing. Sorry, tangent. Um, I'm just going to park and wait. Oh, I should have. Okay, well, now I'm just going to go around. Um, I said it on a previous episode that I had an English teacher who used to make us submit all of our responses on Tumblr. And she would, she told us that writing that we wrote for her that she graded and sent back to us always just ends up being dead writing. She said that that, that, that didn't give it life that we were treating our writing like something that was just going to be, you know, just just thrown away eventually. And that she didn't want us to do that. And so she wanted us to have our writing somewhere that we would view it as living. And and it would be living by by being on a blog where other people could see it, you know, if they wanted to. Um and we could make these, that, that was the thing too, is like, but of course she's not going to do anything like, she's not going to make us put our writing in public. So we could have our blogs be private, um, or we could, not private because she followed all of us on our tumblers and then she would check all of our work that way. Um, but you know, we could not go out and seek out other people to follow us or anything like that, or not tag of, tag our work so that people weren't really finding it. Um, but it just really, really stuck with me. The idea of writing that is done, that you create for a reason, especially, you know, uh, with like motivation and feeling behind it, with a mood behind it and doing absolutely nothing with it. Um, is, you know, I have, I have mixed feelings. And when I say mixed feelings, I don't mean that I disagree because I do agree. I think that, I think that writing that you put out into the world is something different. I think that it is something special. I think the ability, I think giving somebody else the ability to connect with something that you created is different. And that is, is a different kind of life. However, I will say that I do think that there is and I mean, that's not even like an, I think there's things written on this, you know, but there is a remarkable, 
like therapeutic benefit to just journaling and blogging for yourself. I think that there is a freedom in writing whatever you want to write. People always say to do morning pages, you know, just in the morning when you wake up, jot down, you know, for, I don't know, any amount of time that you feel like you can. Just do one page, just do 30 seconds, just do 30 minutes if you can, if you want to write that much, you know, I don't know if you're, I know that there are people who are or writers and they will write for 30 minutes or an hour, but there's some people who are kind of like, I'm not really a writer. Well then in the morning, wake up and have one minute and write down a list of just the thoughts that are popping into your head. Um, it can just be, uh, I should have gotten off my phone earlier last night. Uh, I really want to check my email, but I don't want to be a person that checks their email first thing in the morning. Um, oh yeah, I got to keep in mind that so-and-so is supposed to contact me about blank. You know, just write those thoughts down. They don't have to be profound. They don't have to be meaningful. It's just a way for your brain to dump things that, that you're already trying to keep track of in the morning put it down you know it's one of those those things where like writing can be anything and that's not stuff that you're gonna want to get put out in the world you know that's I mean I don't know it might actually be fun actually you know who knows maybe it'd be fun if somebody made an Instagram account of just their their lists of 10 10 thoughts first thing in the morning and what might be fun with that is is seeing who does relate to that is connecting with a person who's just like, oh my God, I always worry about that first thing too. That might be fun. I don't know. But it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to always have a connection. I think that there is something really special about stuff that is written just for yourself. But this book was partially written for myself and then definitely partially written to be published one day. I really wanted it to be And then I just chickened out. And it's really been the last five years of me just seeing that it exists still. Forgetting about it and remembering it exists. And then wondering what I'm going to do with it. And now it's out there. Now it's out there in the world. And I'm so relieved, kind of. It feels like getting rid of clutter in a way. Like like emotional clutter. Things that I've held on to and couldn't let go of. And now it's released. And I'm really happy about that. Now on to the next thing. So when I lost my job, I decided I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pursue artwork because I make things all the time. I sculpt, I draw, I've been doing digital artwork, I've been practicing calligraphy, watercolor, I love colored pencils and prismacolors and playing with different kinds of paper and making books and Christmas time kind of really really smacked me in the face with it like as I was switching from embroidery to my dip pen to you know polymer clay I was just like why this is my jam like this is my bread and butter and jam this is everything I love this I love this so much and I hit this point last week where I realized, like, why am I so stressed out and miserable? And it was because I wasn't having fun with it. And I, it took me a few minutes because I think that part of it was like, um, there, you know, the added pressure of there needing to be like financial gain 
from doing this. Otherwise, I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family. So there's that fear. But then there's also just in general, the whole, like, it's work for me and not somebody else and just instantly invalidating it. And then the other side of that is I'm used to work being something grueling. I'm used to work being something stressful and hard and difficult and where I feel already like everyone isn't like me. And that's often the case. Um, actually, I guess I can't say that. I can't speak for other people. I don't know if they all don't like me. I just feel like they do. And I, I do live in the South. So whenever I do find jobs wherever that pay, you know, decently, they've been the jobs where I don't fit in with everyone like spiritually or, uh, politically (laughs) and emotionally and mentally. Uh, you know, it's very, very different. There is like a, I just feel like an outsider and I, it's always been a bummer. And I've always felt way more at home in serving positions and I've worked for fine dining restaurants and I've worked for dive bars and I just feel more at home at dive bars. And I, I, it's a, it's a tough thing because it's hard to make a lot of money in a dive bar. And if you are going to make a lot of money, you have to have a job as like a bartender, which means you have to be down to have a completely inverted sleep schedule. And I can't do that very easily. Um, And it's, you know, the struggle is real. I hate that. I can't believe I just used that phrase. But it is. It's just that is the daily struggle of being an adult and finding places that make you happy where you feel like you can be yourself, where you can authentically be you and have fun and enjoy your work, but also make enough to provide for your family while also having the schedule um, of somebody that is there for their family. It's really hard. And I could tell that I was getting just in a bad, a whole bad, whoo, loud car, a whole bad state of mind with it. And I did a tarot reading that for, well, for the full moon. And I did a whole full moon ritual and I made a tea and I did a spread in my book and then I did some full moon artwork to honor the queen of cups which was a card that I got in my full moon spread and all of that just kind of brought me back to center it helped me ground so much it reminded me that this is what I'm doing for fun that my ideas aren't bad um and even if other people have the same ideas I can still do it there are so many people in the world, you know, there's so many people in the world and I am just one small voice, one small creator that is trying to get noticed by some of them. And if I can do that, then it can be okay. I do have the, um, the tea and the spread up on my TikTok and on Instagram. My Instagram is grunge.granny and my TikTok is ren.with.it. And I didn't want to remake my TikTok account. Yeah, maybe that's bad. I don't know. Um, I just didn't want to. I didn't really feel the need to um, 
I already have multiple TikTok accounts, so I just didn't want to make another one and start all over, which has been a struggle because it is hard to to go to to try and boost an account that you were not very consistent with originally. Um, and it is if you are gonna start marketing on TikTok, if if you do it and you start your account. You know, you gotta just like pick your niche, do the same exact thing over and over until you grow your following and then and then do it. But I didn't do that. <laughs> and I'm not taking my own advice here. But I've been working on growing it regardless. And I think that it, it's gonna be fine. Um, same for Instagram. And Facebook is facebook.com slash grungegrannycreates. But I do finally have my website up. I launched it. That was the other thing that I was going to do was make these things, launch this website. And I wanted it to look nice. I wanted everything to be described really well. And I'm really proud of everything that I did. I love my descriptions for everything. Um, they're, they're silly but personal and very me. I like the way the website looks. I like that on the website you can find this podcast you can also find a link to my book and I am going to in the future I already have a spot which I kind of feel is like my way of manifesting um, a spot for the children's book for whenever that is done and I have been working on it I have a blog on there which I I debated a lot whether or not I wanted to have my old blog imported into this blog so that I could have those, but I decided against it because I feel like they're different phases of life. And I don't mind having this old blog or this other version of my shop out there because, you know, it was like, it was like, uh, this is Grunge Granny 2.0, <laughs> you know, a Grunge Granny 2 electric boogaloo. Uh, it was that attempt and... I liked it, but I feel like this one feels better. And I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about everything that's happening and coming about. It has been hard. I've been, this is something that I've been noticing. So if we're going to chastise myself, one of my obstacles, of course, has been myself, my own, my own limiting beliefs, my own limitations. And, and the fact that I was creating more stress than I needed to with a lot of things. Um, and, and not allowing myself to have fun with it. That was an obstacle. But another obstacle has been with my partner and my daughter. And I have expressed this to them, so I'm not, like, just talking shit about them behind their back. Um, they know. I Just that, like, they... It was kind of... It's like, since, since I'm doing what I want to do, that maybe I don't require as much focus, or maybe I don't need as much uninterrupted time and that it seemed like there was like an open door policy but I would be working on something or trying to concentrate on something or learn how to use a certain medium and would mess up because you know my daughter is saying five million words in a minute and I'm needing to respond because she's asking me like three questions at the same time and then my partner's interjecting because she said something wrong and all I'm really trying to do and and you know maybe this is just my brain but maybe all I'm doing is I'm embroidering and and I I would just put a thread in the wrong 
spot and then create a knot in the wrong spot and it would just be because I can't just focus um and I had to realize that even though I was getting really frustrated with this that part of it was because of me that I was not setting down the boundary that needed to be set and I was not treating working for myself with the same validity as I do when I work for someone else. And so I have to be the person that sets that example first and I have to be the person that expresses that need first before I can expect anybody else to fulfill that for me. And so I did, I did. I said it like, hey, I really, I know that I, I know that I'm not working for somebody else. I know that this is just me. I know that I'm just doing this, but it is for all of us. I'm stressed about it. I'm really trying to focus. I really would like all these things to be nice and I need, I need to focus and it's hard for me to focus already as is and it's harder when there's a lot of interruptions. So please stop. And I've had to say it only twice since then. Um, I mean, only twice, including that time. But it's been helpful. And I think just expressing that and saying that and kind of working on enforcing that boundary, that work for me is just as valid as other work and also requires focus, also requires you know, my dedicated time without constant interruption that helped kind of like reaffirm my own value, my own sense of worthiness and value in myself that like, yeah, if I'm my own boss, this is how I respect myself by being a good employee for myself and being a good boss for myself by expressing to other people in the same building or home that this is what's needed for this employee to to function well right now. And it helped me so much to be able to do that. And I I watch I I follow so many Instagrammers and some TikTokers, uh, but I don't know a lot about the personal lives of TikTokers. I feel like on Instagram people almost they practically blog while they <laughs> while they show you their photos and you see their beautiful homes that are so clean even though they have five children and three dogs and somehow like wild macaws as well and everything is in this gorgeous like sage green and tan palette and like I just know that I personally would have spilled coffee on five of those surfaces upon getting them. Um, and there's this pressure of being like that. There's a pressure of being that kind of image, that image of, yes, we are all creative and brilliant and life is art. And because life is art, everything is beautiful. And I agree with that. But I think that there are other things that can be beautiful. I think there can be things that are maybe not beautiful in progress. Or maybe it's that things can be messy. Things can look ugly while they are in progress, but it doesn't mean that they are not lovely. And that it doesn't mean that they are not special. And that they're not worthy of attention. And there is something satisfying about seeing these beautiful homes where 
even, you know, the two-year-old is in tweed and you're just like, wow, they must have it all together. But I think that then that creates this pressure on artists and other people to also live that kind of lifestyle. Right now, I am in a stained cutoff hoodie with a black cutoff t-shirt and then the TikTok leggings that I bought because they make your booty look banging. And I have makeup on. My hair is doing its normal curly thing. When I walk into my house, there is going to be a pile of cardboard. There is going to be paper everywhere. There is going to be tons of things that my daughter has made just everywhere. And then there's going to be the art because my partner is in school for art. There's going to be his artwork everywhere. And then when I go into the bedroom, which is where I work, in this little corner of my, what I call my office, there, there is a, it's a, it's, it's like a rat's nest of art supplies. And it's just not going to look tidy. It's not going to. And I could try. And I do, I do try. I have designated spots for things. But what happens or what becomes the problem is the fact that like these things can't, uh, it's not sustainable. Like it's, I, like I've run out of room for my pencils. I've run out of room for, I made this, I made this cardboard shelf to go in my corner. And that is also on my TikTok and on my Instagram. And I've run out of room for where I put my fine liners. And then I ran out of room for where I put, what was it? I think ballpoint pens. I just have a lot of them and there's a whole bunch of different kinds and they have different kinds of ink and they are different colors and they are different sizes. And I, I want to find a way to simplify all of that, but I also, I don't know, like, I want to know why do I want to find a way to simplify all of that? Is it because, you know, I see these people in you know, every other, uh, you know, self-promoting artists, social platform, you know, they'll just show, oh, just their Copics. And then there are three fine liners and then these two brushes that they love and that's it, you know, and then, then then like their paper, it fills up one shelf and it's just lovely. It's just so nice and it looks great and I love it. I love the way it looks. I relish in it. I just dream. (laughs) But my life isn't like that. And I think that I'm okay with that. I think that I'm okay with the fact that I'm a mom. My partner's an artist. My daughter's an artist. I'm an artist. The house is going to look like a tornado went through it four times in each room. And... It is going to be a flurry of pens and markers and material and thread and different kinds of scissors and embroidery scissors for different things and four different kinds of erasers. And I stick, I stick, uh, what are those called? The uh, kneaded erasers. I have little bits of those just like around the walls. It looks like sticky tack when a poster fell off. And I just leave them there so that I always have an eraser accessible whenever I need one. That sounds silly, but I do. And I think that 
I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to pressure myself. February, I've decided that my word for February is going to be fun. I'm just going to have fun with it. If my house looks like crap, that's okay. And if I, if I don't look the best, that is also okay. You know, I, I was thinking of like ways, what are the things that I always feel inspired by? And I've been posting on TikTok a lot of my art in progress, but I show the initial sketches where I'm first trying to draw something and it looks terrible. Like it looks laughably terrible. It's so bad. And sometimes it gets worse before it gets better, but then my final product is always so much better. And I love that final product so much more because of how bad the first seven attempts were. And I kind of feel like seeing other people's bad attempts is always what makes me feel better. And then I think about that. And I think if like more people just showed their messy spaces, especially the moms that are artists that are working from home, if they showed just, yeah, it's a wreck. It's a mess. It's not going to look great. And we stop putting this pressure on ourselves to appear a certain way or think that because we can't match the Peganol appearance, which is just, I, I'm sorry, that's just like the ideal. It's so stunning. Everything is stunning on their page. Um, but if we can't do that, that we're somehow failing and we're not, you know, we aren't, we're making beautiful things. We're doing as best as we can and we're doing a great job. And so I'm not going to worry about that for this month. Maybe I'll worry about it later. I do. I would like my house to look a little bit more together. You know, I would like to get it in order and I'd like to have things put away neatly. But right now it's just, it's just not the time yet. I'm, I think like mentally, I am working on reminding myself that this is fun, that life is fun, art is fun, and that I have the help from the divine to be able to do this because I wouldn't be creating all the time if it wasn't a part of my authentic identity. And so I, that's my reminder for February. That's my little message for February is that I just want people to have fun. I want you to find ways to have more fun and think about what that could be. And one of the things that I'm trying to do is anytime I'm starting anything, I'm trying to find something funny about it or trying to find a way to make myself laugh while I do it. And that sounds kind of ridiculous, but it ends up being really fun. <laughs> and maybe it's just me in my head, but it, it is kind of a fun thing to do. So try to have fun, find ways to have fun, find ways to bring more fun into your life. What are things that you want to do that would be fun? And how can you do that? And I would always love to hear from you. And now I have a website, which I'm going to put into the description. But there's also my socials, which is Instagram, which is grunge.granny. And TikTok, which is ren.with.it. And I hope that you have a wonderful week. I, I'm also really interested in seeing how this Mercury retrograde uh, comes around. But I even still, I think that this is a good one. I feel like this is one where it is just meant for us to have fun. Oh, and I'm wrapping up, but I 
totally forgot there was this other thing that I wanted to say. I realized that I have this habit because this is my other obstacle. I almost tried to get out of not talking about another obstacle I have. But another obstacle I've been having is is feeling frustration with people in my life um, when they are trying to do something fun and how it's like I become the people that I dislike. Um, I will be like, oh my gosh, that's just so childish. And why does it feel like I am dealing with children? And I had to kind of like mentally smack myself for that one too. I had to say, but wouldn't that be a lovely thing? If the problem that we had with other adults was that they were just more childlike. And do I not like being absolutely ridiculous and childish? And am I just upset because I feel like there's something blocking that for me right now, that I'm blocking that for me right now? Maybe that's my problem. And and it doesn't mean that like I'm lacking any self-respect or I'm not able to like assert things that I need because I do have to find the balance with that, you know, the balance between having no boundaries and setting boundaries. But I know that in setting boundaries that I need to not take everything so personally. And I also thought it tied perfectly with February, just being fun February. Just this lesson that I had to have with myself today about fun and childishness and how childishness isn't bad. And I think that that's something else that we need to work on is whenever there is this whole, how can you be so childish? Maybe it's more, why aren't we more accepting of childishness? I think that would be a really lovely thing to think about as we go on this month and see the ways that we can kind of do that. Tap into our own childishness and accept it about ourselves and with other people. All right. I love you. I hope you have a great week. And until next time, bye.